Welcome to the Texan Connection with your hosts, Dr. Jeff Springer, Marty Silverman, and Dr. Daryl Porter. We hope you enjoy. you enjoyed that bumper music that is uh, our very own Hannah Kay from Magnolia Texas she happens to be one of my former students uh, she was on the voice she's been in Nashville for several years and has several EPs out so we are just so blessed that she allows us to use her music and so we can celebrate her and keeping with our theme the Texan connection and now enjoy our next episode My brothers, can you believe this? Episode three, a, a, we're going to call this episode the epic episode, Texas trifecta. Yeah, no, I definitely cannot believe that we're here. Man, I'm super uh, appreciative of your friendship and this journey and really appreciative of our listeners and our followers. I'm going to go ahead and and I know I didn't know if we wanted to wait or or not, but we've had a Facebook for what a week, and yeah, I yeah. With that, we've had well over five hundred followers. So thank you so much for uh, for for tuning in and and following us. Now we did have one issue in regards to that Facebook page and and our followers, Marty. Did we not? Yes, and we need to. We really do need to have that addressed because. We have 525, I believe, followers yes. and 524 likes. And we can't have that one person who follows us but doesn't like us. So uh, I'm going to reach out directly. If you are that listener that uh, follows us but doesn't like us, this is causing Jeff's OCD to go way out of control. And I really need you to please click like so that we can, you know, we can keep Jeff. We want to keep Jeff in one piece. Yeah, I have heard, I've heard this uh, probably six, seven, eight different times how we are off by that one follower. And so please, 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 I can't, I can't hear it again. Well, we're, you know, we, we are collectively very sensitive group. And so uh, it is important to us. And I know that probably Daryl and Marty, that it's just a simple oversight and it could be rectified with just one look, one, one quick fix. One click. You know, I just occurred to me, it just occurred to me that, that I know that one of our listeners is Daryl's mom. And so Daryl, would you have your mom check and make sure she's not that one? Yeah, she she is. She is. Um, I'm sure not the one because of she's continually giving me feedback. And now I tell you, it's it's not bad feedback. It's actually really good feedback. And she's given us suggestions. So shout out to you, mom. Thanks for the suggestion. We're actually going to uh, listen to that and and really expose the concept of this should teachers or educational professionals i'm gonna i'm gonna broaden it out 
I know it's Teacher Appreciation Week, and teachers, I want you to hear us right now. We absolutely appreciate you. We appreciate what you do. We know, especially during a pandemic, this has been extremely tough. Continue being superheroes, and thank you, thank you, thank you. So with that, I do want to expand this discussion from should teachers be able to, to should educators be able to wear jeans on a consistent basis while at work. So Jeff shared with us today a couple of articles that are very timely uh, about the topic of whether, and I think in the articles it, it specifically said teachers, but yes, we'll broaden to educational professionals. But it the the basic premise was that teachers should be able to wear jeans to work every day. And this is why. And Jeff, uh, kind of lay out the article for us a little bit. Now, again, it's, it's a fairly recent article. And of course, you know, this is a topic, just like our past uh, topics, the last two episodes, where, where everybody uh, has an op- opinion. And, and again, as, as we talk about uh, the Texan connection, you know, we, uh, the three of us, um, I know this is going to shock a lot of you, but the three of us don't always agree on every uh, every topic. So, it, or we agree, but we agree to different degrees, so to speak. So, um, from parking spaces to tagging out teachers um, to uh, what is or what constitute a professional dress and and uh, in the words of Daryl and my other brother, Daryl, does it really, does it matter? Does that matter? And, um, and we made that very clear that it does matter in that first episode, but he will not ever, he just will not relent. But um, this talks about, this article talks about, um, it actually gives seven reasons why uh, teachers should wear or should be allowed to wear blue jeans uh, to work uh, every day. But this one is called, again, you've, you basically said it. And again, we're going to broaden it to s- uh, school personnel. But this one was called Teachers Should Be Allowed to Wear Jeans Every Day. And here's why. So this article has a focus on teachers being able to wear jeans in the classroom while they're teaching kids. Um, but you, you also provided another article that is um, kind of the opposite of that. And so, so Marty, I want to talk, I want to, I want to shift to your perspective. Let's focus on the article that states teachers should be able to wear jeans in the classroom every single day. Marty, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I want to give a little bit of backup, and that is that when we talked about this um, off recording, um, the last time we were together, I asked both of you to guess what you thought my take on this was going to be. And your guess was that you thought that I would agree with that statement that teachers should wear jeans every day because you were you were pigeonholing me as the only elementary guy here and you thought that 
as an elementary principal that I would think that teachers should wear jeans every day. And I surprised you, did I not? You absolutely surprised me. <laughs> yes, I thought I was saying that I thought that teachers should not wear jeans every day. But I want to give you a little background on this. Let me give you a little background on this. So, um, you know, I am a, of a certain age, right? And I went to school in uh, starting in 1966 is the year that I was in pre-K. And I graduated high school in 1979. And so I want to frame that because, and also this was up in Brooklyn, New York. And so uh, times were different. And I want to say that coming from a, a social class that wore jeans, you know, dressed casually on a regular basis, uh, at school, my thinking was that teachers should project a more professional demeanor. And part of your demeanor, I believe, comes from how you're dressed. And so if you are dressed casually, you tend to be casual. And if you're dressed um, up a little bit, uh, say even business casual, you are less casual. And so I believe in my, in my head and my heart that there is a correlation between the way we project ourselves and the way we dress. Okay. And so I, I have a question about that. And so you basically made that claim that if you dressed more casual, then you tend to act more casual. If you dress less casual, you tend to act less casual. Now, with that being said, my question is, how do you expect your teachers to act in a classroom, more casual or less casual? Well, I think that's a great question. And, you know, one of the purposes, I'm going to go back to a fundamental purpose of education in my mind. And so to me, education is not supposed to reflect what is, but it is supposed to reflect what could be. And so if, um, if I go with that thinking, if we live in a society that is casual and we also are casual, then we are essentially saying, let's keep the status quo. Let's not show our students anything more than what they see on a regular daily basis. But if we dress somewhat more professionally, and I want to be clear, I'm not talking about, although people who worked with me before know that uh, you know, my, the, the old, old Marty used to say, you know, women, um, heels, uh, hose, um, you know, dress clothes, men, um, dress clothes, uh, though I've never been a lover of wearing a tie. Uh, what I, what I believe we, sh we show kids when we dress somewhat more professionally is that there is something other than the world of casual dress. Jeff, what do you think about that? Well, it's, it, you know, it's ironic, really. I mean, we really are breaking the molds of stereotypical, uh, you know, principling as far as grade levels and, and so forth. Because I'm, I'm a high school guy. I'm a secondary guy. And, um, you know, most people might think that, uh, you know, because we're a little bit more serious and sometimes always not quite as nurturing and, and uh, have a little bit more, you know, this, you know, again, stereotypical 
uh, idea of secondary might be that we're uh, a little bit more controlling and restrictive and so forth. But my philosophy was um, really, uh, really a little different than what you convey. I, I think there's a time that you model that, you know, um, we we never had jeans or wore jeans the night of the day of uh, open house that evening. You know, we always pres prescribed to the teachers, the staff that we would all look. As a matter of fact, we all looked somewhat uniform some years. And then other years we would just, say, be, you know, dress, dress up and, be, you know, be professional, put, you know, and giving uh, teachers the freedom to choose what uh, they deemed as uh, putting their best foot forward for parents. You know, if, if um, you know, it was kind of a, a unspoken rule, but um, we talked about it a lot. So I guess that it wasn't unspoken that if you went to central office or had any district wide meetings that you were representing our building. And so out, you know, outside the building, we wanted to make sure that you were, uh, you know, at least business casual and representing, um, you know, the, the school that you teach at. Um, and it, but on a, on a weekly, daily basis, uh, quite honestly, I, I would look for excuses uh, for teacher, teachers to wear, uh, give them the opportunity to wear jeans, um, not just spirit days on Tuesdays and Fridays, because, you know, in high school, we have games on Tuesday nights and, and Fridays and sometimes even Thursdays. But, you know, we would have uh, if teachers were involved in certain uh, activities on certain days, uh, we had wellness wins Wednesdays, which we we encouraged teachers to participate in and to do that. We allowed them to, if they wore their wellness shirt to promote health, healthy attitudes and, and healthy bodies, they would also, they could wear their jeans uh, with that shirt. Um, and, um, you know, and then, then we would come up with other, and there were, there were, were stretches sometimes where literally if they followed the prescription, prescribed uh, template, so to speak, for, for dress on a certain week that they could wear jeans almost every day of the week. Um, but that was part, that was really kind of part of our culture. That just was, um, you know, um, you know I, I just don't think that, uh, because, you know, quite frankly, teachers could can show up in inappropriate uh, clothing that have nothing to do with blue jeans. Yeah. So, so Jeff, I was going to, I was going to ask that. I'm, I'm glad you said that. So, so I was going to ask about that. How far is too far for a teacher? And I know we're kind of talking about blue jeans right now. To me personally, blue jeans, blue jeans are uncomfortable. So I very rarely wear blue jeans. Um, however, I was a coach. And at one point we had this rule at a school that I was at that if I am in the classroom then I am to wear professional dress. But when I am coaching, then I am to wear coaching attire. So here was a problem with that. The issue, well, not a problem, but here was the issue with that. The issue came when I had morning practice where I would show up in athletic gear and then I would go teach a class. And then during fourth period, I would have athletics. So I would have to change in the morning to go to class and then I'd come back down to athletics, have fourth period. We're on a we're on a traditional schedule, right? And then I would have to go back up, 
teach more classes, which means I would have to change from my athletic gear to professional dress again. Then I would have practice after school. Then I would have to change yet once again. And so I understood where our principal was coming from as far as the professional. However, I'm changing four times a day just to appease what seemingly could be a technicality, right? Or a preference, you know, and and when we talk about dress, let's, let's be honest, me being in a CTE world, as we speak, what about those, what about those teachers who work in aviation maintenance, right? Do you expect them to, to be in a shop all day dressed in professional tower when, when we want to show them, we want to show our kids exactly what the industry is going to be like. And when you walk into an aviation maintenance organization, none of them have on any type of what quote unquote professional attire. So, so my question is this, how far is too far? And, and Jeff or Marty, Marty, I want to hear from you with that. No, I think you raise a great point. And, and I think for every dress code, there's always judgment calls. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about with the coach attire. Um, and I don't know if it was at the same school, but there was one school that said that any time a coach entered the building, they were supposed to be in at least pants. You know, they were they were not to come into a building in shorts. I've heard that one before. But I'm going to tell you that when you talk about very specific roles like coach, like aviation maintenance tech, my expectation would be that the aviation maintenance tech would dress like an aviation maintenance tech. Uh, my expectation would be that the coach would dress like a coach, but if you're going to if you're going to say like what does the math teacher dress like? What does the fourth grade teacher dress like? What does the you know social studies teacher dress like? That's a different thing. A social studies well because a social studies teacher may not if they're not a coach they're in a classroom all of the periods that they have class. A fourth grade teacher is in a classroom, you know, and doesn't have a class where they are required to be in uh, more casual dress. And so, so there, I would think that there are lines that certainly could be drawn based on opinions. And, and I do want to make this point too, Daryl, I think a lot of what I'm talking about, and I think a lot of what we're all talking about is also there are regional differences. There are regional expectations. Um, I had a teacher come uh, to me from California and he asked me if we, if teachers were allowed to wear shorts in the classroom, because in California, the teachers were allowed to wear shorts. And, uh, you know, in Texas that typically doesn't fly, but when you ask how far does it go? I, I would say it depends. Teachers from Hawaii um, have a different standard than teachers from Chicago. I would. You know, say. I think the question is, is what, uh, what's the definition of professional? And, and I think that can be, um, that can vary depending, like, as you mentioned, there's a lot of variables there. You know, like you said, Marty, the geographic region, the, the job, you know, that they're performing during the day. You know, I was thinking as at Dara, as you were talking about CTE, I was thinking about my ag teachers, you know, and uh, my welding teachers and 
in auto mechanics and some of the other t uh, teachers that teach those types of things that are definitely, uh, you know, hands on and right there uh, with with the students. Um, I think here's 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 an argument that, you know, that people could definitely um you know, defend one way or the other is that a lot of times a, a, a nice pair of jeans are are, are better looking, are uh, more professional looking than, than some other attire that some some people might a pair of, another pair of pants that are. Uh, and so, where do you where where do you draw a line on you know where we become as administrators, um, you know, you know dress code, you know the dress code, you know. Nazis, so to speak. I don't know. You know that we are the ones that make the, the judgments on that. And in, in a world, in a day and time when there's just so many other things that, um, and that is important, dress code and professionalism. But I, I believe that you can be professional uh, in, uh, in a dress professional in uh, jeans as well as someone in a pair of khakis. I mean, doing... And, and I've, you know, I observe, you know, I observe a lot of elementary classes where the teacher is, uh, you know, you know, they're doing groups, you know, they're doing activities where she's reading from, the, you know, at the eye level or on, even on the floor with kids sometimes reading. And, uh, and, and a lot of times it just makes sense what, um, you know, that, that, you know, or lends itself in that aspect. And honestly, I, I don't even... That's not even something that I, unless it was uh, an extreme, and it, and it, and rarely if it's extreme has it has it been blue jeans um, issues. It's been other uh, dress issues. Um, as long as the teacher is effective in the classroom, it, that's not even an issue. I don't see it. You know, I don't really see it anywhere on our you know on our evaluation instrument. Um, it directly related to their effectiveness in the classroom. Okay, here's a here's a question for you. As we kind of shift, and I don't know if we want to make this shift right now, but this can be a little more controversial. Um, we do want to give our listeners some 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 more meat to to chew on. What about student dress code? What about hats in the classroom? What about um, hoodies on? What about you know the 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 tank tops or spaghetti straps or something like that? What are what are, what are, what's your take on on a formalized uh, dress code for students? Well, dress code, um, you know, there has to be whatever whatever it is, whatever your school district decides, it it has to, there has to be some. Uh, consistency, whatever that is, you know, we can, you know, we can debate a uh, certain type of style or apparel or, um, you know, you know, clothing that, uh, you know, we can debate shorts, we can debate whatever, whatever, whatever topic. And, you know, but I think the most important thing is, is that if we have a dress code, that it doesn't become a, um, just one more thing that we have to do, but there is a, but we have, we create a culture where the expectations are clear. And um, so that doesn't become something that we have to, um, you know, on a daily basis takes away from what matters 
what matters most. Jeff, I want to challenge that because I, what I what I believe is that if you're going to say, if any of us are going to say that teachers should wear what's comfortable for what they do, then I'm going to say that it would go without saying that students then should wear what makes them comfortable. And so, and I'm not saying I agree with that necessarily. What I'm saying is one logic, you know, begets the other. And so if we're saying that if kids are comfortable in a hoodie and a hat and shorts and a tank top, and we're saying that teachers should be able to dress pretty much however they want, you know, uh, so that they're comfortable because they might be on the floor or they, you know, uh, might whatever, then I don't know how it's tremendously different to set a set a different standard for students. And I want to tell you that the reason I bring that up, not it's not that I agree with that statement. It is that to me, that's the whole point of why dress codes tend to exist because people impart dress codes when they feel like things are, quote, getting out of hand. I can agree with that last statement. I think the dress code, they, the, the, the implementation of a dress code um, is, is more of a, I guess, a control factor rather than what it is traditionally projected as of we're trying to teach you how to become professionals in, in, in the real world or in, in society. I think it's more of the, the control factor. And, and I'm only speaking from, you know, what I have necessarily seen. Uh, but I also understand that once districts start to become a little more lenient with dress code, let's say hats or hoodies, um, just to say it's extremely hard to go back. Right. So when you set that standard, Jeff, and, and I'm going to agree with you on that, when you set that standard and it's a clear standard and that standard becomes broken, then um, and, and, and the administration allows that to happen, then it is extremely tough. And we get in the situation that Marty's talking about of we need to regain control in whatever that looks like. So we need to regain control of the hat issue. We need to make sure that that that's taken care of. That goes with that goes with anything, uh, any any rule, whether it's tardies, or you know whether it's homework, you know policy or whatever it is. Whatever you do, whatever you establish, it has to be communicated, and it has to be consistent. And um, we, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have ten schools with ten different policies. But whatever your school's policy is, you need to, you know, it needs to be ad adhered to. But again, really what we're talking about, so you're not chasing hats all the time, is you build a culture in a, in, that's built on relationships where that doesn't become uh, the, that doesn't become the issue, you know, where you're not the hat czar, you know, where you're, where you're not doing, you know, where the where that those issues become, you know, the you know the main thing, and uh, and so I think that's I think those are key. I think those have to be established, have to be talked about, and they're and they're valuable. They are they are they're you know. But again, they're gonna it's gonna vary 
uh, depending on the lay of the land and yeah. and the region that you live. Yeah, and, and, and Jeff, I am going to take a page out of Marty's book and challenge that thought process. Um, what I am not going to, what, what, what I don't want people to hear me say is that relationships don't matter because I absolutely do think relationships matter. However, when you peel it back, what we're talking about is not relationships because you can have great relationships, but bad systems and structures and the culture of your school is terrible. Yeah, but Daryl, right? what I'm talking about is if you have relationships Okay, you, you don't have to focus on the dress code, even though you have because you because you're under you've made it understood that you don't have to. It doesn't become a control issue. You don't have to monitor it because it because it just happens because you've set you've set the groundwork for that. Yeah, I can agree. So, so Jeff, I want to ask a question about that because I actually believe it or not, it doesn't sound like it, but I agree with a lot of what of a lot of what you've said. But Daryl, I'm going to circle back to you. And you made my point earlier when you were saying, I don't know if you were intended to, but you made my point when you said um, that essentially if we are, if we allow things to be too casual, then we have created a culture that's too casual. And so I do want to make that point and you can, you know, you can speak on that if you'd like. But Jeff, you know, I agree with, with what you're saying. And I guess my question on that is because this goes to staff and student dress code, because I do want to bring it uh, also back to the point of uh, that it, where it started was staff dress code. And, you know, what you said is exactly right in that dress code is not the issue. Dress code is like a symptom of an issue. The fact that you have to implement a dress code speaks of you know speaks on the culture of the school which if you're correct i believe if the culture of the school is you know promoting learning and professionalism and uh getting along and all that it's not an issue i think where it comes into play and it seems to me and i'm you know forgive me because i haven't worked in a secondary school but where it seems to come into play is you you start you know, a kid comes to school in a hat, but it's a good kid because I'm looking at you right now, Jeff, and you're a very good kid and you're wearing a hat, right? So if you were to go to school wearing yeah, a hat a, and you're a good kid, do I tell you to remove the hat or do I just say, you know what, Jeff's a good kid and he's wearing a hat, so we're going to leave it? Or let's now extrapolate that out to a teacher. Are we saying, you know, that teacher is dressed what I would consider, you know, too casually, but he or she is a good teacher. So do we say, well, it's it, we're going to say it's okay because they're a really good teacher. And, and I do want to make this point too quickly that certain dress depends on your, it, it, it is regional also. It's also physical. Daryl, I'm with you. Jeans are hot. Uh, jeans are, are, although I have to say to you and our listeners, if you haven't discovered uh, jeans with stretch in them, that's a game changer. Uh, I'm just saying. And, you know, the other day it was 94 degrees and I was wearing uh, dress pants and was sweating in those. So, it, it, you know, it does depend on on who you are physically. Some people project, uh, you know, a, a good image. They wear nice 
uh, tailored jeans. They some people even wear them with, you know, a jacket and and a nice shirt. But then also some people wear jeans that look like they're coming right out of the yard. I have staff members who I've seen wear jeans that have like the little rubbed out parts where it looks like there's you know getting ready to be a hole in them. And I wonder, is that the image? Like if if something were to happen and the new, you know, uh, we were to surprise win an award, right? And the cameras came, is that the image that we would want to present of our school? I can agree with the fact that it is it is regional and it is, um, you know, it, it, it's different with every district. And, and, and I would say, Jeff, I would be more, I was kind of more on the bandwagon of looking for reasons to be able to wear jeans. Um, so we would have like the rule of 32, which means if it's under 32 degrees, you wear jeans because here's what I do understand. Now, now I, I, a lot of um, my wife, for example, or, or a lot of females that, that were in the school, when, when I would ask, why are jeans so important to you? It's more than just jeans, right? It is, it is a, it is, so jeans go well with tennis shoes. So those are a little more comfortable as well. Um, it is an opportunity to um, not have to spend as much time in the morning getting ready uh, because you have, a, a less casual dress. And, and, and so, you know, it, 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 it does speak to, to that piece. And, and we always had the, the Wednesday and Friday, I would call it college and industry day. So you can wear either a spirit shirt, a college shirt, or some type of industry shirt. Um, and then any time in the state of Texas, when it got below 32, you know, please wear jeans, stay warm, wear jeans, um, but the expectations about the jeans, Marty, were very clear. No holes. They can't be faded. They had to be, um, they, they, they had to be, you know, professional style. And that goes then to preference and, and we would have to make judgment calls. But once again, I'm going to go all the way back and, and circle around as we start to close up those systems that you have in place, Jeff, like you said earlier, if it's clear and, and people know the expectations, uh, then you don't have to fight and follow the hats. You don't have to fight and follow the jeans. It will happen as long as you're consistent with accountability. I think blue jeans get a bad rap and you know, and that's my story and I'm sticking to it, gentlemen. Hey Jeff, why don't you tell the Texas two-step. I, I think that we probably have got several listeners out there that have taken a Texas two-step uh, while they're listening to this banner back and forth. You know, if, as you again, if you're familiar with a Texas two-step, it is two slow steps and then two quick steps. And so we hope that what you hear every week when we get together here at the Texas Connection, that the first as you listen and you reflect that maybe you pause, it causes you to pause and maybe you take those two slow steps and, and then maybe you hear something that resonates with you at that point and you want to provide some feedback. And so you take two quick steps and you can do that Texas two-step challenge and share your feedback and your reflection with us on our Facebook and, and on our Twitter. And I think we even have an Instagram now, don't we, Daryl? 
That that's correct. And so uh, join join the conversation. Let us hear what you have to say and your thoughts about uh, professional dress and um, jeans or no jeans. That is the question. Uh, it, very interesting topics. And, and uh, again, hopefully topics we bring to you uh, are topics that uh, everyone has an opinion. And so with that, uh, Marty, do you have, with the understanding that it is about two hours past my bedtime, do you have any closing remarks? The only thing I would add to any of this conversation is it has been, as always, the highlight of my day. This, uh, what did you call it, Jeff? The, the Texas trifecta, the, the third episode um and i forgive me i can't remember those poetic words you used at the beginning but um this uh has been the the highlight of my day i hope it has been uh, a good part of yours even though it is two hours past your bedtime daryl um we do want to make sure you get your milk and cookies because we do not want you waking up cranky. i'm just concerned that there's nobody up to tuck daryl in no, no, there's they're they're way asleep. I mean, it is nine forty four Central Standard Time, and typical bedtime is about eight fifteen. You are a very select few who can keep me up um, past past the eight o'clock hour. So there's that. But anyways. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you guys following us. We would love to hear from you. Go on our social media. Let us let us hear from you. We will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Texan Connection. If you like this episode, please subscribe and share with all of your friends.